0: Hey guys, really quickly, Ravi here. If you're enjoying this podcast, but you wanna see some more of the screen shares and in-depth graphics that we've created for it specifically, click the link in the show notes where you can get access to all of that and more in our YouTube channel. If you've ever run ads on Facebook, then I'm sure you're familiar with the infamous accounts ban. For me personally, I've spent around $5 million on the Facebook advertising platform. But every single time I open up Facebook ads manager, my heartbeat races as I'm waiting to see if I get that pop up message that lets me know that my account has been restricted. The truth is, I used to think that there was no rhyme or reason to these account bans and that they were all just mistakes and it was unfair that it was happening to me. But about a year ago, I dove really, really deep into Facebook's Terms of Service, their advertising guidelines, as well as speaking to Facebook advertising reps. And I've actually compiled a list of the 20 best practices that you or I could take on the Facebook advertising platform to minimize the chance of you getting your ad account restricted or banned by following the these 20 best practices I'm going to cover in this video here. I have barely even had a disapproved ad in the past 12 months. And if you stay until the end, I'm going to show you how you can download our Facebook advertising best practices checklist directly to your inbox. All right. So first and foremost, before we dive into the 20 best practices, let's cover why Facebook is out there restricting accounts. Now, you may think that Facebook is coming directly after you and Facebook is unfair, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how I used to think as well. But then when you really break it down to the fundamentals, why would Facebook ever want to not take your money if you were willing to run ads on their platform, then it starts to make a lot of sense. Because what Facebook is looking for here is they want a good user experience for their users. So what that means is they want somebody when they're coming on Facebook, they are having a good time. They want to associate the Facebook app with good experiences. Right. And what happens is if you're running ads that are out of the best practice guidelines of what they have determined the best practices, then you are likely to lead that user to having a bad experience on the app. And the more people that have a bad experience on the app, the less likely their return and then the less likely that Facebook is able to monetize their attention using other advertisers that are following the correct practices. So now that we know at the simplest level, Facebook just wants to make a good user experience, we can work backwards to start to create best practices for us to better understand how we can run our ads and give a good user experience to the end user. Put yourself in a Facebook user's shoes and let's imagine a few things that we wouldn't enjoy if we were on the app. The first thing would be that if all of the creatives, all of the images that we saw on our newsfeed were 80% text and none of it was actually images themselves, that would not be a very enjoyable experience as it would feel like I'm reading a newspaper. I wouldn't have a good user experience if I was bait and switched. Meaning meaning that I saw an ad and I clicked on it. But then the page that I went to after I clicked on it was selling something or talking about something different than what the ad was itself. So now that we understand that as an advertiser, we need to make sure that Facebook users are having a good user experience. Let's walk through the 20 best practices that we can do in order to ensure that that is happening. Best practice number one is to get your Facebook business manager verified. This is because Facebook wants to make sure they know who you are and you are who you say you are, so that way you can't do anything kind of shady to them or their end users. All you have to do is go inside your Facebook business manager settings and you have to upload your driver's license or some form of ID. And within 24 to 72 hours, they will verify your business manager and you'll be one step closer to staying compliant. The second best practice is to make sure that nobody involved with that Facebook ad account or business manager has ever been banned by Facebook previously before. The reasoning here is very simple. Facebook thinks that if you've been a part of a banned account previously, then you're likely going to do something that's going to get you banned again. And if you try to create fake profiles or work around their systems, they're going to ban you for something they call circumventing systems. So the best practices would be to find an account that has never been a part of any account that really has had any advertising issues and you'll be really set up to start running ads compliantly from the start. The third best practice for Facebook compliance is to make sure that the ad and the landing page where you're sending them after the ad have congruency. This means that the type of language, the colors, the words used in the ad are congruent with what's on the landing page itself. What we're trying to do is avoid that bait and switchy experience. That's going to be a poor user experience for the Facebook end user. User. So make sure that whatever you're saying and claiming on the ad itself matches one to one with what is on the landing page. And that's also really good for a conversion rate optimization of people once they land on your landing page as well. The fourth best practice is to make sure that the ad text and the ad creative also have congruency. You may hear people sometimes talking about using an image that captures people's attention, which is totally fine. I think you should do that. But you shouldn't use an image that once again gives the end user a bait and switch So an example could be a beautiful you know photo of a woman in a bikini if you're appealing to men, but what you're selling them is financial services. It's very slim chance that the woman in the slim in the bikini has anything to do with your financial services, and that's that bait and switchy kind of feel of things. So make sure that in that same example, let's say if you were selling financial services instead of using the women in the bikini to capture their attention, maybe use a photo of you about to light some money on fire that has to do with financial services, but it still captures people's attention. The fifth best practice is to make sure that you're not trying too hard to get someone to click on your ad. Now, this may go against every that you know about advertising. But in the end, what you want to understand is that Facebook doesn't want someone to feel like they have to click on the ad. You don't want someone to feel uncomfortable if they don't click on the ad. And so you don't want to put that in your advertising copy or in your advertising creative. Sometimes what people will do is overlay a play button on an image to trick someone into clicking on that image and it just takes them over to the landing page. Or what they'll do is use text in the ad creative itself like a banner up top or below that also says, click here and then they say click here in like ten times inside the ad copy. And that kind of makes the end user feel like they have to click there, which is something that's also not a good trait. If you're a marketer in general, it's not a good brand thing for your business. So instead, focus on maybe once or twice giving a call to action and instead rely on very persuasive text that piques curiosity that convinces them to hop over there rather than you forcing them to click on the button in the ad. The six Facebook compliance best practice is to make sure that text doesn't take up more than 20% of the ad creative. This includes captions, headlines, or any other wording on the ad creative itself. You want to be careful from having it cover the entire image or the entire video because it's going to lead the end user to feel more like they're reading a newspaper than they are scrolling through their social media feed. Personally, for our company and our clients, companies we will add a headline at the top in order to capture people's attention and then captions below if it is a video in order to make it easier for people to read. But that's it for the text on the video. Best practice number seven is to use a custom domain name. Please do your brand and you a favor and spend a few bucks on a custom domain name and don't use the pre-built ones that they give you on websites like ClickFunnels or Squarespace or WordPress. This is a big red flag for Facebook because once again, it can lead to a poor user experience because it shows that you're not really investing too much in your own business. So why should they run ads on the platform for you? So an example of what these non-custom domains look like is abuvala.clickfunnels.com. Facebook is smart enough to know that websites host on ClickFunnels are probably at a higher percentage of those that get flagged on their ad accounts because of some of the wordings that people use on these different types of funnels. And so you're pretty much raising your hand to Facebook and saying, Hey, you should look and check out my account and my website because I could be doing something wrong. Also, be careful when you're buying your custom domain name to not put in words that I'm gonna talk about here in a little bit that might flag your account, such as get free money in 30days.com. The eighth Facebook compliance best practice is to avoid using the words Facebook, Meta or Instagram in your ad copy, creative or landing page. This one is obvious, but Facebook doesn't want you to misrepresent to the end user that somehow you are sponsored by or affiliated with Facebook or Instagram in any way. A great idea would be to add a disclaimer at the bottom of your website and landing page that lets the end user know that you are not affiliated with Facebook, Meta or Instagram in any way. And at the end of this video, when I talk about how you can get access to this checklist, I'm actually gonna give you that disclaimer that you can copy and paste into your website uh, all by yourself. The ninth Facebook compliance best practice is to make sure you don't have any time claims. A time claim is essentially when you're saying that they can achieve some results in a time frame. When you do this, it makes it seem almost unbelievable in Facebook's eye. And Facebook honestly doesn't care if it's true or not. So maybe you say we can help you add ten thousand dollars to your business in 30 days. And even if you have the proof to back it up that you can do that, Facebook doesn't really care because they know that they have their best practices, that the majority of people that say that are not going to deliver on their promise. And that's going to be a poor experience for the end user, so try to stay away from any time claims about what you're talking about in your ad creative, your ad copy and even your landing page. Examples of time claims include I did X in 30 days, get results in the shortest time frame possible, exponential month over month growth, or I went from nobody to millions in my bank account in six months. The 10th Facebook compliance best practice to help keep your ad account from being banned is to try to stay away from any monetary claims. Now, depending on what type of business you're in, this may be very difficult, but it is, of course, doable. For example, in our company, Scaling with Systems, we build marketing systems for our clients and we guarantee a return on their investment in a time frame. So I can't say all of these things inside of the ad creative itself. Like, hey, we'll add twenty thousand dollars to your business in the first 30 days or your money back, because that's going to raise a lot of red flags on the Facebook compliance checklist here. But instead, we can get a little creative. So instead of saying I can make you $20,000, I could say we could sign three to five high ticket clients, or we could build a marketing system that packs your calendar with qualified booked appointments. So these are ways that we're innately saying the same thing that we're going to make you all this money without actually using dollar amounts or those words that are a good chance to raise a red flag for you on Facebook. And to be clear, monetary claims aren't technically against Facebook's advertising guidelines or terms of service, but it's kind of a gray area. So I would really tread carefully best practice. Number 11 is to not have any before and after claims. This is especially true for health or wellness offers. This kind of goes back to those time claims that I was talking about earlier. Even if you have a real before and after and even if you really had it happen in a certain time frame, Facebook doesn't like it because there's an unlikely chance that it happens for every single person that you work with. So try to stay away from before and after photos or before and after videos. One of the recommendations I have is instead just talk about the after state, but don't talk about where they were before. So instead of saying Bob had 50 pounds overweight when he first came to us, and now he's in shape and looking the best in his life, instead just say Bob is now in shape and looking the best of his entire life. And people can kind of conclude in their own minds that beforehand he must have not been there. The 12th Facebook compliance best practice is to lower the aggressiveness of your claims. One of my favorite and easiest ways to do this is to use the word help in your ad copy and in your landing page. So for example, instead of being very aggressive and saying you will make $10,000, you say we will help you make $10,000. And then if we were gonna talk about the earnings claim that I said above, instead of saying you will get 10 clients, say we will help you build a marketing system that is likely to generate you 10 clients. So these are ways that you're lowering the aggressiveness of claims and stopping Facebook from having to flag your account because what you're saying is likely untrue. The 13th best practice is to avoid avoid grammatical errors. This one's really simple and really easy to do. I recommend downloading the software called Grammarly. It's free and it will spell check your words, but you want to avoid saying stuff that's grammatically incorrect because once again, it can lead to a poor user experience for the end user. The 14th Facebook compliance best practice is to stay away from cursing or swearing. Now, this one's even a little bit hard for me. If you have watched any of my other videos, you may know sometimes I curse like a sailor. But like I said before, it's a poor end user experience for Facebook's users. If in all of your ad copy, all of your text and even on the landing page, you're using some really strong language that some people might find offensive. The 15th best practice is to not ask how much somebody owes or how much debt they have. I think that we can all agree that almost everyone hates talking about their financial situation and so you want to avoid making someone feel uncomfortable by asking that question or bringing it up in the Facebook ad the creative even the landing page and even if you're running instant forms or direct messaging campaigns in those automated messaging sequences Facebook will for sure disapprove the ad if you do something along those lines now I understand that for your business you may need to know that information and that's totally fine just make sure that you ask that question a few steps removed from the Facebook ad so instead of asking it in the ad ad creative or on the first landing page, ask it on the second page, the third page, or even on the call itself. The 16th Facebook compliance best practice is to avoid using too much ambiguity. If you know anything about marketing, then you know that curiosity is a staple of good marketing. However, people have overused it so much that Facebook is starting to ban people that use it. So you can still use curiosity and ambiguity, but don't overuse it. An example of overusing it may be this person was poor and broke until he did this one simple thing, and now he's a millionaire. Click the link below to learn what that one simple thing is. That's too much ambiguity because they're having to click and go off Facebook in order to learn what that one thing is. The 17th Facebook compliance best practice is to not single out your audience based on personal information. Even if you are able to target directly a specific type of person, be very cautious about calling out that person using personal information or personal demographics, singling out medical Conditions, age, race, gender, sexual orientation, criminal history, financial status, etc., etc., can be a huge red flag for Facebook. Of course, you do still want to call out your audience, but my recommendation is to do it by calling out the benefits of what you offer instead of the specific problems that that person has. For example, let's say you run a hair transplant company. If I was running an ad for you, I wouldn't say, Are you bald? Instead, I would say, Looking for a full head of hair. So I'm talking about the transplant information, the benefit of using my product and service. And I'm essentially implicitly saying that, hey, you're probably bald. If you need help with your hair transplant without actually using those words that could get you in trouble with Facebook. The 18th Facebook compliance best practice is to use as many disclaimers as possible. For example, here's a disclaimer for you. I'm not a lawyer and this is not legal advice. And I suggest that you seek out legal counsel. Facebook does like websites and landing pages that have disclaimers on it because it can protect or at least inform the end user that what they're reading may not be a typical result or you may not have done full testing on it yet. The 19th Facebook Compliance Best Practice is to use a footer with relevant information. I know, I know if you're running traffic from an ad, you want to make sure there's as little information or buttons on that landing page as possible. But Facebook also knows that. And my recommendation would be to have relevant information at the bottom of your landing page. This could include social media links, the name of your company, the address of your company, the disclaimers that you have below that, where they can get in contact with you, and maybe links to your careers about Us section or contact us page. If you're worried about this, lowering your conversion percentage at all, I can tell you from personal experience that it's very unlikely anything like this would happen. If anything, it might increase your conversion percentage because you look like a real company versus someone trying to scam them. And in the end, it doesn't really matter because you're not going to have a conversion percentage to worry about if you have a Facebook ad account that's been shut down. And finally, my 20th Facebook compliance best practice, and this one's probably the most important, is to make sure that when you're publishing ads you only publish one at a time. Inside of our company's scaling systems, we set up anywhere from 10 to 20 different ad creatives for our clients when we first start working with them. But we always only publish one in the very beginning because we want to make sure that Facebook has approved this ad before we publish all 10 or 20 of them. If you do this incorrectly and let's say you publish all 20 of them at once, this could lead to 20 disapproved ads all at the same time, which could very quickly leave your account being suspended or restricted. Publish one ad first, let it run for 20 to 72 hours to make sure it doesn't get disapproved. And then you can launch all the other ones. If you want to get access to the entire document that we have on Facebook compliance best practices and the checklist involved on it, so you can make sure that your account never gets disapproved, restricted or banned, you can click the link in the YouTube description down below and get access to it immediately.